Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Banwart. My wife, Caitlin, and I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and I've been coaching for 16 years, and Caitlin has been coaching for six years. We started this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, Caitlin and I are going to be chatting about 18 ways to stay unfit and unhealthy, and I think this is going to be very interesting because I love the power of inverted thinking. And, you know, in the past, people have told me, they're like, Matt, you know, be more positive or stop focusing so much on the bad. And that person is sitting across from me, which is funny. (laughs) Um, But I think a lot of us fall into some sort of negative mentality. And something that I found that instead of forcing myself to be positive, I actually lean into my negative mindset sometimes. And it's you can use this as a tactic for solving problems and this is exactly what inverted thinking inverted thinking actually is and what it is is it's flipping a problem on its head to find solutions so instead of asking how to achieve a goal ask yourself what can i do to make sure i don't reach this goal and what this does is this approach this approach has helped me identify obstacles and plan around them because it's just for some reason they just come to the surface easier and This has helped me in fitness, business, and personal growth. And what it does is it encourages you to be proactive in problem solving and strategic planning. And for all you negative Nancys out there, this one is for you. So let's get right into it. 18 ways to stay unfit and unhealthy. Number one, surround yourself with others that are unhealthy and unfit. Caitlin, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Well, Absolutely. Community environment definitely dictates um, and propels you in the direction, you know, that you're going to go. I think having a supportive uh, community around you, especially when it comes to fitness, something very uncomfortable to do, that's very important. And um, having your spouse on board with you, not necessarily maybe working out with you, but definitely, you know, supporting you and making sure that they're doing whatever they can to um, help you achieve your goals, whatever that may be. and, and yeah, I mean, family is super important. I know how much family dictates um, influence on, you know, culturally on what we eat, what right. we do, family events. Um, so being very vocal, I guess, about your goals and priorities. And and then, you know, again, surrounding yourself with people with like-minded mindset or something that you'd like to achieve. I think surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, above you in a certain way, like someone you want to be like. Is, mm-hmm. is helpful, right? Surround yourself with with more people that are, um, I don't know, like smarter or healthier and you're more likely to become like them. Yeah, no, I love what you said. And I can think of a specific example of when I was in high school and I was playing baseball and the environment in like the Seattle Tacoma area when I was growing up playing was much different than that of Southern California. And I even talked to one of my clients about this because his sons play baseball and he talked about how competitive like the Huntington Beach, just SoCal in general is with sports in general. Mm-hmm. And I told him, yeah, because I remember coming down and playing sports or sorry, playing baseball specifically in Huntington Beach when I was in high school playing other players. And I was like, man, why is everyone so much better? Yeah, Like everyone is like, on a whole nother level. I mean, part of the reason is the weather because, yeah. you know, they get to, you know, train, they more get to frequently. train more, but also, I mean, the coaching is better and mm-hmm. the environment is better because, uh, I mean, when I did finally come down to play college ball, the environment was completely different. The coaching style was different. Um, 
you know, even the, the guys who I played with had a completely different, harder working mindset. They weren't nearly as pessimistic or negative. So that helped me instantly become a much better ball player. And without that, I don't think I would have taken that same mindset into CrossFit when I found it. Yeah. I mean, we apply this to, again, sports, to work, um, you know, always trying to be to strive for more, strive for better. So why can't that apply to fitness and health as well? Oh, exactly. All right. Number two, this is one of my favorites that I hear all the time. Start tomorrow yeah, or start Monday. <laughs> yeah. Start, what, start, you know, not right now <laughs> or just pretty much nowhere in the near future. Um, starting tomorrow. Yeah. That's, that's probably a great way to stay unfit and unhealthy. Um, I find a lot of people when they look at their schedule or when I ask them, Oh, see you tomorrow. For a lot of people who don't regularly work out, they're more likely to find a reason to not come versus somebody who works out consistently, who wants, who, who finds a way to come, right? Like they prioritize, they're like, oh man, I can't go to my usual, you know, 6am time, but oh, maybe I can, maybe I can fit it in at 4.30 instead, right? They try to really figure out a way to not miss the workout versus someone who's always like, oh yeah, well I have this or, or I have something else coming up. And it's, it's always pushed back on the back burner versus being a priority. Yeah. And I think starting tomorrow kind of falls hand in hand with, you know, I'm really busy right now. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. I talked to someone the other day about it and they're like, you know, Matt, I'm just so busy. And I'm like, okay, well, first off, join the club. Um, (laughs) number two, it's like, you're implying that every time you get busy, you're just going to push everything that's important off to the back burner. Mm -hmm. So take this to your advantage, lean into it and do it while you're busy. Because when you're not busy, it's going to be even 10 times easier and imagine the progress you'll make. Yeah. And so I told them that and they were like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a birthday, a family event, a a trip, a vacation. Oh, I got sick. Like there's always going to be things coming up. You have to figure out a way to make it fit into your daily lifestyle, which includes all those events. Yeah. Putting it off is it's, it's not worth it. It's just not. All right. Uh, let's move on to writing number three. We have number three is research your options and do nothing. Yeah, I mean, there's so much information out there. It's almost like you're bombarded constantly yeah. by, you know, this new uh, scientific study or, oh, this is now working. And, you know, sometimes it's it's too overwhelming and you end up just being, you know, static. Oh, yeah. And you do nothing. So I totally fall in that trap. Yes, all the time. And so, um, yeah, I think just taking action is one thing. I mean, something we're going to talk about later um, is is doing too many options, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of constantly right. changing direction. That's yeah. another one that we'll talk about in a little bit. But I mean, those two things pretty much fall hand in hand. Yeah, research your options and do nothing is something that I see a lot with my consults when I follow up with people who don't decide to move forward with us at the gym, which is totally fine. And I distinctly remember I, f- I talked to one person who got back to me. It was about a year later after they did a consult with me and I just asked them, I was like, hey, like, you know, just an update, like, where are you at? Uh, have you made any kind of progress in the last year? And they said, no, I'm still kind of deciding on what to do. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, how's your health and your fitness? You know, maybe I can just send you over some free stuff. Maybe it'll be helpful. And they were like, I've actually gained 20 pounds in the last year. So by doing nothing and doing constantly researching, and I think a lot of people feel like they're making progress when they just sit and research when really like they're just staying stagnant. Yeah. And 
we've just said it before that if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. You're going backwards. Yeah. You are going backwards. And so I think so many people are afraid to make a mistake or afraid of wasting money. But realistically, like you can pivot in four weeks very easily and find something that will work. And you can't be afraid to choose something that might not be the best fit. It's the only way to find out what will work is to crack a few eggs. Yeah. And, you know, try it out for a good duration of time before making passing judgment on it on it for sure. Uh, I know a lot of people think the easiest workouts are pointless. They're like, oh, I'm just better off doing nothing. No, you're not. Absolutely not. Go for that walk, you know, that extra 30 minutes a day. And and like all these little things will add up. And again, it's about gaining momentum um, in order to make bigger decisions, you know, bigger leaps and and conquer bigger obstacles. Exactly. Like that compounding interest is something that people don't see when it comes to fitness. And it's really easy to kind of push it off to the side. Yeah. Like for that person, what if they had just signed up for once a week, they could have be so much further than they would have been a year year ago. I can even go beyond that and be like, let's say they didn't sign up and they found something else. Or they just started walking. Yeah, they just yeah, they just <laughs> did something. And I and that's what I told them. I'm like, hey, please just do something. Start with a ten minute walk a day. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. And then just start with that. And then, you know, if you want to talk again, we can. Or I can I'd be more than happy to help you find a gym that might yeah. be more entry level for you if that's what you're looking for. And then they never got back to me. So yeah. all right, number four. This one's easy. Smoke. Yeah, I can't believe people still even do that. I mean, we're talking about cigarettes (laughs) specifically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tobacco use, smoking cigarettes. That has to be like over. Yeah. We don't we don't even need to talk about it. Just Google it. Yeah. (laughs) There's warnings on the label, so we're not gonna get into that one. I think that one's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. All right, number five. Take advice from unfit and unhealthy people on how to be fit and healthy, family included, especially a spouse. Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes back with like researching too many options, just getting too many opinions from other people who may not have the lifestyle that you dream of. Um, I I wouldn't even waste energy or time listening to stuff like that or researching stuff that doesn't kind of fall into the values that, that you want or the lifestyle that you want. Yeah, and I really feel like friends, family, sometimes even a spouse can really project their preferences onto you or their expectations and they're speaking out of just what they think Mm -hmm. will work and you shouldn't take advice from people who aren't fitter than you really yeah or who know who don't know more than you absolutely i mean um it's i mean it's not helpful that'd be like me taking business advice from someone who's never own a business. business. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Thanks for your two cents, bro. All right, here we go. Number six. I like this one. Fail once, quit forever. Yes. I mean, I think this applies mostly to nutrition and diet, at least in the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, track their macros for one to two weeks and they're like, I saw no change. So I'm going to stop. And they do. And they just completely stop doing it because they saw no progress, you know, instantly. And, um, or you just, you make one mistake in the gym. You're like, yeah, I'm never going to do that again. You fall off the box, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And then you never, you're never box jumping again, basically at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It's this, is this mentality. I think that people are, these days are very soft. Like they fail once and they just can't handle it. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I think the barrier to entry to excellence is so much lower now than it was. Yeah. I mean, fitness in general, you're go- the, the beauty about fitness is that you learn to fail gracefully 
and you you gain this drive and power to to want to accomplish it and be more successful the next time. That's what I love about lifting and what I love about, you know, working out in general is that there's these ups and downs and I'm constantly I'm only competing against myself, you know, and like my personal gains and and you know, just the overall feelings that I get from from fitness is just the ability to tackle anything. And yes. even if I am not successful, I learn from it and I'm able to then apply and redo it again and do it better. And that feeling is what I'm always after. Sometimes I would even argue that failure is required to put you on the trajectory to success in the first place. Yeah. It's just, I think it just pushes you a little bit harder. Yeah. You know? Because I mean, the taste of failure sucks. Like when, when you fail and if you can use that, you know, just like how sometimes I use my negative mentality. Mm -hmm. I mean, failure was one of the things that pushed me into working out in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, without that, like I wouldn't have this. So, I mean, but it just depends on your response to the failure. So mm -hmm. you can either, you know, grovel and ask for a, a bandaid and a cuddle, or you can get up off your ass and do something about it. Yeah, I agree. All right, next one. Oh wait, I have one other story that actually that applies to that this. Applies. Okay, uh, I totally forgot. Um, so today I was working out with Kim, uh, you know, for the the team workout mm -hmm, that we did, the partner workout. And while we were warming up, I asked her how the twenty rep max squat went because we just finished up our. For context, everyone, if you don't know, we just finished up our twenty rep max squat cycle. Eight weeks. Eight weeks, and it was awesome. And then uh, she she told me that she got to nineteen at. 205 pounds and mm -hmm. couldn't finish the last rep but she was like you know 16 17 and 18 were horrendous like in terms of like how hard they were mm -hmm. not in terms of like form but she said her form was starting to break down um and then she said initially she was extremely disappointed and, and mad and frustrated that she didn't get one more rep yeah and then she said but then she paused and she goes matt i remember what you said in the class you know uh last week you know the week before our final week and she said you said that if you don't fail at least one set during the cycle, you didn't go heavy enough. So she said that made her feel a lot better yeah. and that helped her pronounce. And then I even told her, I'm like, that's the equivalent of a 315 back squat for a male. Like that is insane. That's yeah. extremely hard to do. For sure. And so that really changed her mentality about how she framed it. Yeah. I mean, again, you said people are just afraid to fail and I see it all the time. The 20 rep max is a great example because I, and I told you this, I said, people aren't going to go to failure because it's very uncomfortable. What happens instead is that they compensate by doing really ugly half reps. They know they're doing half reps too. I mean, you know, your squat is not as low yeah. as it should be and you still count it. You're like, nailed it. Got the, did the 20 <laughs> rep max. Nailed it. And I'm like, but you compensated because you didn't want People are, and it, it is scary, trust me, back squatting, heavy weight, having to bail, having to throw the weight off your back, it is very scary when you haven't done it before mm -hmm. and you haven't practiced it. And it will forever stay that way until you do. And if you're just gonna continue half-assing your reps, just to keep going, keep pushing on, you're never going to see the full progress. You're never gonna have the full story, right? You're, you're, you don't know what failure is like, you don't know what the, the win is like coming back from it and and you're just kind of shorting yourself on that yeah it's, nothing's sweeter than a victory after a failure yeah for i sure. mean i i know that you um did you have uh you pr'd at 215 yes yeah I did. and yeah. um didn't you have um 
like kind of a bad squat session leading up to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I failed. I, we always build up to a heavy lift, either a one rep or a two rep before attempting the 20 rep because you want your um, central nervous system to get fired up, right? You mm -hmm. want to feel some heavy weight and it always feels good to take weight off and then really attack the 20 rep in that sense. So I built up to a heavy one rep and I failed. And so I did it again. I put all the way back on the bar and tried again at a, at 10 pounds less. And I was like, oh, I got this. Right. Failed again. <laughs> and then yeah. I had very low confidence going into the 20 rep that I was going to attempt, which was a PR because I've never done 215 for 20 reps before. Um, so confidence was low, but I still, I still went for it because it was the last, um, you know, week of the cycle. And I, that was what I intended to do. And I wasn't going to back down mm -hmm. and yeah, I made it. I mean, shocked myself for sure. Yeah. And, but then that totally just pulled a, oh, a 180 man, for you right there. That huh? feeling after I cannot tell you how pumped I was, yeah. um, after, after that, yeah. that's cool. About two failed back squats and then yeah. you come back and then you nail it. And that's still awesome. do it. Like, so it's all worth it. You know, like you can't let one failure dictate the rest of your training session uh, the rest of your day or the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. All right. Perfect. I love that. Let's uh, move on to number seven. Mm -hmm. Drink excessive amounts of alcohol, even if it's just on the weekends. Yeah. You know, I've been seeing so much more. I mean, I don't know if it's the algorithm on Instagram or whatnot, but I have been seeing so many more research studies on just how bad alcohol is for you. And um, so whenever we tell people like, yeah, you know, you, you shouldn't drink excessively. I mean, Basically, what I'm trying to say is you should only have one drink a week, and that's it. Like, and I'm talking about not one day of drinking, one drink, mm -hmm. and that that's pretty much it. Cap it right there. If you really are going crazy, I mean, maybe two. I mean, that's kind of how you and I live our life, and it's definitely dwindled down year after year of how much we've been drinking, and and it's to the point now where I see everybody saying like, you just you should just not do it at all mm -hmm. because of the effects. Uh, physically, mentally, in our bodies, it's just, it's not good, right? So I don't know if that's just a thing happening on my Instagram or if it's right. just, it's becoming more talked about maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, when you look at the nutritional value of alcohol, it does really nothing for you. I mean, if any, I mean, it's- It I only mean, has it, negative effects. Exactly, it's 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 ethanol is ethanol, mm -hmm. essentially. And yeah. And well, I mean, it's only killing brain cells. It's, it kills it, brain cells. You know, exactly. It's only lowers testosterone, messes with your hormones, messes with your sleep. Yes. And we all know how you feel the next day. Terrible. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things where I personally have decided that's not worth it. That doesn't mean I don't drink. I still drink. Oh guys, yeah. No, believe me, please. Like, Matt and I definitely will enjoy a bottle of wine oh, we together. We'll go hard on a <laughs> bottle of wine. You know, I used to bartend for many, many years. I love a really good cocktail and right. I will treat myself to those things. But like I said, it is one and done kind of thing. Yep. And and very special occasions, um, you know, our date nights, uh, we might do that. Or if we go to a party and have a social gathering, which is very rare because we barely go out, yeah. <laughs> um, then we'll do that. So I guess put yourself in situations. And if you are in these situations often because of your job or, again, because of family, um, you know, just have a little bit more nerve to say no. <laughs> yeah, or just milk that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just act like you've had Sip multiples. <laughs> All right, number eight, blame your circumstances. Ooh, good one. The cycle of blame is back. <laughs> I like it. Yes, just always the externals. Everybody yeah. always- Time. Yeah, the external factors versus the internal factors. You know, Again, be more proactive. What can I do to make this happen? 
right? And taking action versus always placing blame. Exactly. I mean, the number one thing I always hear about circumstances that are being blamed is always time. So do me a favor, open up your phone. Let's see what your screen time looks like and what your apps you've been on yeah, for I, the hours of the day. So. Yeah, for the week, just for the week alone, it's going to say your screen time is 10 hours. Oh my gosh, there's only seven days in the week, one hour workouts a day. That's more than enough time. Get off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number nine, avoid discomfort of all kinds. Oh, yes. The discomfort of working out. Everybody goes through it. I cannot tell you how often I start a workout and regardless of if it's by myself or in a class and I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. I'm tired. Everything just kind of happens and you're just uncomfortable and you don't want to do that. Yeah. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Um, but that's that's where the fitness is happening. <laughs> so if you're not uncomfortable, yeah. are you really mm. working out? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think discomfort kind of covers a very broad range because sometimes people are also discomfort or sorry, uh, feel discomfort when they are around their friends and their friends aren't making good choices. And so they feel obligated to make those poor choices along with them. Yeah. Or, you know, it's discomfort when, you know, it comes time to go to the grocery store and you know exactly what you shouldn't buy and you end up buying it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's discomfort all the way around kind of comes full circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just have to make those hard choices. We all have hard choices to make every single day and you just got to choose, choose your hard. Yeah. That's like and the quote. Also. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like everything's a choice. Yep. Like it's your call, take it or leave it. And nothing is happening to you. Yeah. Things are chosen. Yeah, you we're, we're in, especially with our health and wellness, we are in a hundred percent control of that. That's one thing we can control. And I, I do see a lot of people who, uh, they look at external factors or things they can't control and that's what they focus on. So focus on what you can control mm -hmm. and something you can't control is actually your own discomfort. Yep. All right. Moving on to number 10, make promises to yourself, then break promises to yourself. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't tell you how many times people have told me I'm going to, I'm going to track my food and I'm going to turn it into you. And then I don't hear from them for a week. And I'm like, okay, well, you said, you told me you're going to do this. And then you can't even execute for one or two days, right? And so just constantly saying, I'm going to do this, and then just taking zero action. That's You're just already breaking the promise that you made to yourself. I'm going to work out three times a week. And the problem, I think, is that people don't have consequences for when you break your promise. Who's Oh, exactly. Who like what is the automatic the consequence is that you are unhealthy and you will have problems later on in life. But and, you don't see those consequences exactly, immediately. Exactly. There's no immediate consequence. So, as an adult, you need to then give yourself a consequence when these things don't happen, right? Like if I didn't work out 3 times this week, what's the consequence going to be, right? I can't I don't know do the hobby that I like or, or whatever. Do I can't you, go to the beach. Do you, do you think people would actually hold themselves to the consequence no, if, they, if, if they can't even <laughs> hold themselves to the promises that they make themselves? No, no, probably not. So that's why having a coach, a trainer, somebody to hold you accountable is super important too. And finding that person that is going to, that you're going to trust, right? I have a few clients who have told me specifically like, Kaylin, I, I really look up to you or I, I, I really care about what you think. And so I'm kind of in their head when they make decisions. And that's a great thing. That's, that's a, great, a great thing. Great thing that they found somebody to hold them accountable because that's what's getting them results is, is having that, I don't know if it's a fear <laughs> or of like letting me down. 
you know, because it's not just on them. It's, it's also on me too. And they don't want to let me down for that. Right. I mean, and it's great that you and I hold each other accountable as well. Oh my gosh. All the time. You guys, I'm, I'm a huge dessert eater and I love a good sweets. And Matt is always like, no, I don't want any. And I'm like, oh, well, if you're not going to have any, then I'm not going to have any. It helps, doesn't it? It does really help. Yeah. Just having that kind of one person. And, and sometimes I, I do it too, where you want something. And I want I'm, pizza. Yeah. Oh, all the time. <laughs> I always want pizza. And I'm, I'm a little bit easier to say no to pizza, but when it comes to like ice cream or something. Yeah. You do not say no to it's sweets. It's different. So yeah, I'm more but, of a savory person. But yeah, it's important to have that, that balance. And so finding somebody who will balance you out is is what's important. And again, surrounding yourself with the right community. That was number one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, if you want to change your behavior, you got to change your environment. Yes. That's the number one thing you can do. If, if you surround yourself with the right people, if you surround yourself, you're, if you surround yourself with the right foods in your home. And if you, even if you go to the gym on a day where you're not motivated and you're really tired, you only got a few hours of sleep and you're really stressed out and you go anyways, guess what? The, the environment itself will get you motivated to actually get the work done. Yeah, 100%. All right, now let's move on to, where are we on? Number, Number 11. 11. Okay, so keep candy and ice cream nearby. Go and piggybacking right off what we just talked about. The environment. Yeah, <clears throat> okay, so I just had a conversation with somebody the other day um, talking about, we have three kids. We have three kids under five. We have s- snacks like any other adult would for or a parent would for their kids okay we have cheese it's we have um you know goldfish we have these crackers and you know i don't deprive them of you know candy and ice cream every once in a while so we do have these things around but we're able to say no but if you cannot say no you cannot have those things nearby yeah don't buy them you know think smarter about this just just don't have it if you want ice cream you should have to make yourself go out for ice cream don't have it in your house i like that one make it have to be like a trip or you know some an outing uh that you earn or deserve exactly right we're not saying don't eat it we're saying like make it inconvenient for you to get a hold of it yes exactly like or i used to um buy only pre-packaged like it has to be like already individually packaged, um, whatever chips or candies or trail mix. Mm-hmm. That way I wouldn't eat the whole bag. It was already pre-portioned for me. I really like doing that. Yeah. Um, it actually helps our kids from overeating because they only get that one little bag and I'm like, oh, it's all done versus you know having a giant bag and constantly going back for more. Yeah. And one little trick, everyone, if you're listening, I know it's kind of off topic, but if you, it just popped into my head. If you are a chronic snacker and you're trying to cut back on snacking, keep gum on you. It yeah. really is very helpful. Gum is very helpful. Yeah. Because, gum or mints. Yes. Gum or mints because it kind of gives you something kind of like it's some texture, something to chew on. And then suddenly you won't, you, you probably won't want that snack. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I feel this myself when I do chew gum, it kind of makes my hunger cravings go away because because it's the motion of the jaw, which Mm -hmm. triggers the brain, which then tells your stomach like, Oh, you're kind of eating and, but you're not. Yeah. I also find when I have something kind of minty in there and fresh that I don't want to eat for some reason. Yeah. It just triggers something. Keep it clean. That's just something that's, that's helpful. All right, moving on to where are we at? Number 12. All right, nice. Uh, wait for perfect conditions, which there is no such thing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this earlier already um, about how you're, you always wait till tomorrow. You're always putting it off because of the birthday, the trip, 
you know, whatever's coming up. Um, so you're waiting for those perfect, that perfect time to start. And I, we hear it a lot when people come in and inquire about the gym and they're like, oh, well, I'll sign up next week because I'm going out of town for three days and then I have to move and then I have to do this. So I'm going to wait for this time. And then my fridge broke. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> you know, there's just always this next excuse waiting for the perfect week where I can really dial it in. It's never going to happen. You guys, there's never going to be a time like that. We live in a chaotic life and a chaotic world. Um, you just kind of have to dive in. Oh yeah. And you know, so something that, uh, that made me even start this podcast was like, yeah, I was kind of like finding like one, the perfect conditions. I was like, you know, I don't even have good mics. Yeah. I don't have anything. So I have these $25 lapel mics from Amazon. Like, how am I supposed to do a podcast with this? And I said, <laughs> you know what? I remember telling myself there is never a good time to start anything. There was, yeah. there wasn't a good time for me to start working out. I remember specifically, I tried to find every excuse for me not to work out when I first started doing it. And I was like, I just have to do it. And yeah. then same thing with my nutrition. Like there's no better time than now. And then same thing with, even with, uh, when I started Red Wolf, the gym itself, I was, had so much anxiety when we finally bought equipment at the CrossFit games, the 2012 CrossFit games, we put $75,000 on a credit card <laughs> to buy all the game, a ton of games equipment. Yeah. And I was like, this shit's getting real. Yeah. And this better work. <laughs> like I, like, if that didn't happen, I can guarantee you that if we didn't do that, I probably wouldn't have moved forward with opening the gym. Yeah, you had to go because, forward after because that. Because it was after that, it was like, okay, I have all this stuff. I don't think anyone's going to buy this off me. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. spent a lot of money. Or even if they did, I would get it at a, I would be able to sell it at a fraction, a mm -hmm. huge loss. So I was like, I got to find a building. <laughs> <laughs> and then here we are. All right. Uh, moving on to 13. Um, avoid focusing on sorry, avoid focusing on doing more stuff. It's not doing more stuff. It's doing the right stuff. Yeah. I mean, we see this that was a lot. kind of confusing. Sorry. <laughs> no, we see this a lot with training and, and overtraining is that, you know, people will constantly try to do more when it's not always about doing more. It's about doing again, like the right stuff, the quality stuff, the stuff that you need actually to work on. Yeah. And, um, I was just talking to Bridget and Tanya today after the workout. And I was like, man, like, we used to work out for two hours or more, like on these partner workouts on oh, the weekends. Yeah. We Easily. used to we used to do the competitive uh, class on Saturdays. I this that. was, was pre kids, so probably six seven years ago. That was a while ago. Um, <clears throat> and we would work out for like two hours on the weekends and do so much training. And we were like, wow, like, but we're fitter now. Why are we Why are we fitter now that we train way less? Um, we have more going on in our life, but it's it's, I truly believe it's because we're doing the right things the right way. And, you know, with good intent, intensity, and, and just, we're just more dialed in, in yeah. the training, I think. And, you know, that just comes with time and practice and, you know, doing cycles and seeing how that affects us and learning from it. Right. Well, I think a lot of what held us back in those early days is we weren't quite sure on what our dose response was like, meaning yeah. we didn't really know what kind of inputs we needed to get a specific output. Mm -hmm. And in those days, it was kind of like we were doing a bunch of different things and we would program skip. We would we, like, we would do all the things almost down this list. Yeah. You know, besides smoke, of course, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, 
you know, we, I think we found out that we got into a really good cadence. So we, like over time, just like with anything else, when the more volume you do of something, the more you're able to identify what works and what doesn't work. So yeah. we got into a cadence. So we found out, you know, like doing the right things the right way at the right time for the right amount of time. Yeah. And sometimes the right amount of time is actually less time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we always thought, again, we weren't doing all, we were, we were doing all these things we on the list a lot. that we are talking about right now that we thought we could, um, like cross out by just training more. Right. Like yes. we thought we could out train all of these bad habits that we we're talking about right you now. You and I specifically thought you and I did this for years is we thought we could out train a poor diet. Oh yeah. Like we thought we were eating so healthy <laughs> and, and we were we doing were all the terrible. things <laughs> and looking back now, I'm like, Hmm, actually this was not the way. <laughs> Oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. It so was bad. again, we uh, just, we learn from example, you guys. And that's, I think why people need to find specialists in areas. You find specialists, you know, you find a specialist doctor, you find a specialist with fitness because they've tried everything before and, yeah. and they've been through it and they've tried it and they know what works and what doesn't work and what's best. And, and that's why, oh yeah, that's why you listen to them. Right. Yes, exactly. And, I can't, oh, I <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had like goal reviews or consults with people and then they tell me exactly what they think they need to do. And I'm like, I've been down that road. Yeah, I've already done that. I can I've tell been you it's there, not done work. that. It's not, it's not going to work. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yes, yeah. I did that for years. But, <laughs> but, but they continue. Usually 99% of the time they will, yes, they, they will do, do what they want. Oh, <laughs> you they think listen? They think they, they listen. listen to me. Oh, I don't think so. I think most of the time people do what they want. For a very long time. And then they come back. And then, <laughs> and then like something traumatic has to happen for them to be like, oh man, like they were right. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, whoever that totally. day is. And but. I've been, I've been on the, that end of it as well of where I'm like, I was like, eh, I don't need to listen to you. And then. Are you talking about me? How I told you about your knee? And yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're in, let's not get into that. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it all comes down like to, to do great things. We must do fewer things. Yes. So it's not about doing more stuff. It's about doing the right, right stuff yeah. the right way at the right time for the right amount of time and stick with that. And believe me, you will see progress. Yeah. All right. Moving on to number 14. Do what everybody else is doing. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to do what's best for you and you need to figure out what that is. It's not a guessing game. Like you need to spend some time, you know, figuring out what it is that you want, how you're going to get there, work backwards from the problem and, and just set goals for yourself and that you should always be striving for more. I mean, I think complacency is, is the biggest thing I see with people as they're getting older. Is, oh, I just, I just want to stay healthy. That's, that's what's not getting your results because you don't have any direction, right? You have like, you have no goals and you're just kind of following along with the crowd. You're just showing up to class and you're right. doing what everybody else is doing around you, which is also great because sometimes it pushes people to, mm -hmm. to progress because the group is progressing. Yeah. Um, so that's good. But at the same time, you can't just always do what everyone else is doing. You have to do your plan. You have to, you know, do the things, do your priorities. Everybody has different things they need to work on. Right. And you have to figure out what that is. Well, and a lot of it has to come down to also is that this is what makes having a coach so important because a lot of times people don't know, even know what they want. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people and they say something very broad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like I want to be healthy. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Okay. What does that mean? Healthy can mean anything. Yeah. Like 
technically right now you're doing great. You're a 10 <laughs> out of 10 in terms of health. You're not in the hospital. So like where on the scale do you yeah. want to be healthy, you know, or I want to gain muscle. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I want to lose weight. How much weight do you want to lose? Because yes. if you just make this broad thing, it's just, you're not going to make any kind of progress because sure. it's, it's just too broad. You're like the more specific a goal is the easier it is to attain. Yes. Yeah. Manifesting what's to happen. You need to be specific. And specifically, this is what I've seen at least like through doing like, probably over a thousand consult or I, I can't well, probably more than that of how many times <laughs> I've talked to people. And I always find that the people with who have the most amount of time on their hands and who have the most distractions always end up, you know, kind of spinning their wheels or losing to the person who have a deadline with a singular focus. Yeah. Like for example, like there's been people who come in who is like, my doctor told me I need to start doing X, Y, and Z today. Otherwise my health is going to, so they come in with a fire under their ass because they're like, you know, I have to do this. I have to do specifically this in this amount of time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise my health is going to go downhill very quickly. No, for sure. I mean, a a prime example is, you know, somebody was in our gym and they wanted to lose weight for their wedding. And so they worked so hard, lost all the weight, did great, had the wedding, came back to working out, you know, after the whole honeymoon phase is over and came back to fitness has really no deadline goal, has really not really a a specific goal in general, the same person, and has gained all the weight back, is kind of right back where they started. And and I truly believe it's because there is no pressure. They're they're not putting pressure on themselves with a deadline, like the wedding was Mm -hmm. the deadline, right? They're not putting pressure on themselves to, to be specific with what they want to attain. It's just kind of like going through the motions now of, well, I have to still work out and I have to do this, but there's no direction. And so we need, you always need to gain direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the clock is ticking down and you're most valuable. And, you know, despite what most of the Instagram gurus will tell you that your most valuable asset is not your time, it's your attention. Mm -hmm. So if you pay attention to what specifically you need to get done for your health, then that's where real progress is going to come. Yeah, for sure. All right, number 14. Do, oh wait, we already did do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Um, number 15, talk more, do less. Oh yeah, I like this one a lot. Talk more, do less. Yeah, I mean, doesn't this kind of go with um, research a lot and do nothing? Or make- I, I would say this is different because I can think of many specific examples where I've asked people on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to achieving mm-hmm your health and fitness goals or whatever specific goal they told me. And I can't tell you how many people have told me a 10 out of 10 and they, and I ask them, okay, well, what makes you say a 10 out of 10? And then they say, you know, I I have to do this. Like I really want it that bad. And then come to find out two days later, they don't want it that bad. (laughs) Like they're they're two days in. Oh, even if they do sign up yeah, two days in they're 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 missing an action. They're, They're just gone. Yeah, they find the next excuse, right? Oh, I couldn't come today. Or oh, I thought yeah. I thought you were 10 out of 10. I told you you needed to do, you needed to work out every day in order to attain your goal. And they're just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess yeah. this came up. So yeah, clearly there are more talk and no action. Exactly. That's, what, yeah. That's exactly what I meant by that. And yeah. I, I, I see this all, and this happens, I would actually would say the majority of the time mm-hmm. when I ask that question, the scale of one to 10 question, and then, Every time someone says me a ten, like no, people very rarely say anything below a seven. Really? Wow. Very rarely. And then so I'm like, okay, great. That means you're pretty <laughs> committed, then, huh? Yeah. And then they're not. Why because don't you show me? Yeah. Don't you think it's because they don't 
they don't fully understand what is required of what they want and what they're asking for. And when you put it into perspective and reality of like, if this is what you want, if you want to lose 10 pounds yes. in 10 weeks, then you need to work out every day. Yeah, then you need to do X, X Y, Z. Y, Z. To and get they're there. like, like I, can, I have an entire roadmap for you. I know exactly yeah. what to do. I've done this a thousand times, like to where it's boring to me. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, but when it, but as, again, this kind of comes back to how soft people are. As soon as it gets hard, yeah, they quit. Yeah. They're like, oh, never mind. I'm like, again, this goes back to, I've already said this before on a podcast, but I remember I had a consult with someone and they're like, Matt, this is so hard. And I go, did you expect this to be hard? And they said, yes. <laughs> and I said, this is what hard feels like. Yeah. So you got to shift the frame and be like, okay, this is the reality. Like, yeah. This is and like, you need to work through that. I think people don't understand. Like, I think people have a certain threshold of what hard is, and then their definition of hard, or they've defined a certain level of struggle as mm -hmm. hard, which is not actually that hard. Yeah, they're not <laughs> willing to push through. It, that's just what it comes down to. Are you willing to push through the hard? And, and in reality, everybody, it's going to only get harder. And you have to push yourself harder. In order to get better and better, you have to push yourself harder. You have to push the limits. You think that people are successful because they push the limit one time and then that was it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it, that's exactly what makes it worth it, though, is the fact that it is hard. Yeah, it makes because, it fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, anything of high value is hard to attain regardless of what it is. It doesn't matter if it's fitness, doesn't matter if it's business, doesn't matter if family, life, spouse, whatever it is that is valuable is extremely hard to attain. It's not gonna be easy. Yeah, it, 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 that's what makes it valuable in the first place. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I could go on, 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 go on and on about it. But like when you think about it, like it's no one's goal to breathe. <laughs> it's no one's goal to put on, to tie your shoes or drive to work because everyone can do it. Yeah. So if everyone can do it, it's not as valuable, is it? So if you want to be the exception, you're gonna have to be exceptional. Yeah. All right, number 16, keep trying something new. Yeah, keep trying something new. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I have somebody, a client, try a new movement, and the first thing they always say is, this is weird. I, I feel like I'm not doing it right. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's the first time you're ever do, doing something. Yeah. Of course, it's going to feel weird. Of course, you're not going to do it perfect. And you have to keep trying. You have to keep trying something new, trying in a different way. I, I'm still learning how to do movements, even basic bicep curls. There are actually so many ways to do bicep curls, and I am only learning more and more um, through Instagram actually, and watching you know other people and watching their explanation on it. And it gets very sciencey, but there's, you, you can always change something and it, and it could affect your fitness or your nutrition in a whole new way. So being very open-minded, I think is important when it comes to health and wellness. Yeah, and I think for me, it comes down to program skipping. So people who keep trying something new, and then yeah. this was my biggest thing, was that I would, I would, I remember I started, what did I start with? I started with 
crossfit.com mm-hmm. and then after that i went over to opt and then after that i went over to comp train and then invictus mm-hmm. and then back to opex and then back to comp train comp train i didn't really stick with anything that long and i think that's what really held me back in my early days is i kept program oh. skipping with all like the new programs out there oh i see keep trying something new as remember in... it's 18 ways to stay unfit ah, and unhealthy. yes yes i get it now Okay, so don't keep trying something new as well. Yeah, you have to stick with something over time. Yes. I get where you're coming from. I though. was saying something different. <laughs> yes. You were addressing it actually, how, how it was. Yes, yes, I forgot. It's okay. But yes, I agree with you as well that, yeah, program skipping, doing something for like four weeks only, you're not going to see results. You're not going to see the whole benefit. You have to do, uh, what, what do you think is the minimum? Three months? Six 90 months? 90 days minimum. I yeah. would say 90 days is the minimum. Three months. For of, anything. Three months of a... um of a program or of implementing a new movement um, before you see if it has benefited you in the way you wanted or if it didn't yeah. and then what to do from there. But you can't make decisions on things after trying it for one week, one to 10 weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. It's like, like, that's not enough time. Imagine if you only worked out once and you looked in the mirror and be like, I don't see any results. So I'm going to try something different. <laughs> Yeah, you're, it's, yeah. A, it's the exact it's same, the same thing. mindset. It's yeah. the same exact mindset because I mean, you expand that out to a week, same exact thing. You're not going to see any progress for a long time, and yeah. that's okay. But when you do, you do. Yes. <laughs> All right, number seventeen. Keep making the same mistakes. Yeah, that can be applied to basically what we were just talking about of just continuously skipping around or just making the same mistakes over and over again and not learning from it. That's where a lot of self-reflection comes in and goal reviews with your coach or your trainer will help you from making those mistakes. Yeah. And Albert Einstein said it the best, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said, intelligence is the ability to change. Yeah. And we can apply this to fitness, but you know, when you get a certain input from either a coach or you see, you, you attain some new knowledge and you don't apply it, you did not learn. Yeah. So if you keep making the same mistakes, if you keep going for the candy at night, if you keep the reckless snacking, if you keep binge drinking on the weekends and saying, if you keep saying, I'm going to start on Monday, if you keep doing this over and over again, you have not learned. Yeah. So the only way to break that cycle is to stop making the same mistakes. For sure. Over and over again. Yeah. All right. Number 18, our last one before I wrap things up is never eat a home cooked meal. Yes, I think one thing I hope people start doing um, going into the new year is starting to just cook for yourself. Um, I know there's a lot of meal prep companies out there and those are great, but in my opinion, they're not sustainable. I The longest I stayed with a meal prep company was six months. And I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. It's great for the purpose, but it's not long-term because you'll get sick of the meals. And yeah. so- Either that or you just have to like reduce the amount you get. Yeah, exactly. So you need to start cooking at home. And if you're just, if you're not cooking at home, you're really missing out um, financially, uh, personally on your health and just, um, yeah, it's something that we've definitely gone back to um, recently again. Yeah. I mean, cause we were doing meal prep, buying meal prep for a while and that was great. And it was helpful for us on time. I think that was kind of our biggest thing is we were, right kind of just lacking on time of, of doing all the meal prep ourselves, But now we've kind of changed it to all of our prep is more ground meats. And that's actually, it's been very helpful. Oh my God. It's been so helpful. It's so much better for our time management, for our own personal meal prep. And honestly, our own food tastes better. Our food tastes better. 
I feel full throughout the day or feel more full throughout the day, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, the prep time is a lot less. And also I feel, I feel physically better. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't tell you like recently when we've been going out to eat, um, like I just don't feel the same anymore. Like yeah. it's hard for me to eat as much, yeah. which is weird because I'm so used to eating just like the high protein stuff with the fruit and the vegetables. Um, so <laughs> when I do eat something that's a little bit more processed, my stomach is like, what the hell is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can tell an instant difference from yeah. home cooked meals versus even restaurant food or I mean, processed food is a whole nother thing. Like you're instantly yeah. know the difference from that. I told you the other day, I, I ate an apple and it was so overly sweet in right. my mouth. Yeah, I remember when you told me it that. It hurt. Like my teeth were, it was so crisp it hurt in my mouth yeah. because of the sugar. And I was just like, wow, like, is that because I just eat such low sugar now that yep. my <laughs> mouth can instantly feel the difference? That's crazy, isn't it? It was nuts because it was an apple. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're shorting yourself if you're not eating a home-cooked meal. And a lot of people say, I don't know how to cook it. Well you need to start somewhere. I mean, I did not know how to cook anything. Matt does most of the cooking in our house. Um, Nailed it. I just kind of, you know, do my best. And I'm not, I don't consider myself a cook. I don't do recipes. I don't try to overcomplicate things. Right. It's very simple. But again, it, I don't know. It tastes amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And simpler, the better. And just like with anything else, guys, it's, it's going to take time. Yeah, time and you have to be and okay practice. with making mistakes. Yes, I mean, there's so many times where I messed up the, you know, the temperature and, yeah. of the food, or you know, it's okay. And we have to push through and eat it, and it's okay. But I learn from it, and I try to make it better. And I mean, that's all you can really do. Yeah, because we have members at the gym who refuse to learn how to cook because they they say that I just don't want to mess it up. Yeah, like, but it's okay if you mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> like, you'll get better the next time. Exactly, that's Nothing, all part of how we learn. Yes. Nothing bad is really going to happen from messing up. Yeah. Um, if anything, you're going to get better, which is, I think something that you should want as well. Yeah. hundred percent. Alrighty. Everybody is everyone ready. I'm going to list off all 18 ways to stay unfit and unhealthy. And guess what? Your job is to do the exact opposite. So full recap right here. Are you guys ready? I'm going to go through this as fast as I can. Number one, surround yourself with with others who are unhealthy and unfit. Number two, start tomorrow. Number three, research your options and do nothing. Number four, smoke. That one's pretty obvious. Number five, take advice from unfit and unhealthy people on how to be fit and healthy. Number six, fail once, quit forever. Number seven, drink excessive amounts of alcohol even if it's just on the weekends. Number eight, blame your circumstances. Number nine, avoid discomfort of all kinds. Number 10, make promises to yourself break promises to yourself. Number 11, keep candy and ice cream nearby. Number 12, wait for perfect conditions. Number 13, avoid focusing on doing more stuff. It's not doing more stuff, it's doing the right stuff. Number 14, do what everyone else is doing. Number 15, talk more, do less. Number 16, keep trying something new. Number 17, keep making the same mistakes. And finally, number 18, never eat a home cooked meal. Now again, take that list and do the exact opposite. And flip it. And flip it. And I'm going to end with this one little thing. And this is just an observation is that just from what I've seen and success in health and fitness boils down to really just these top three things is number one is changing the beliefs you have. And that starts with this list. And number two is increasing the skill set you have. 
If you view as everything, like even things like meal prep or cooking or even fitness itself as a skill, that kind of takes the pressure off because when you think of it as a skill, it's okay to mess up because it's a skill. And to develop any skill, you're going to mess up. And finally, focusing on the character traits that go along to make sure that those skills are successful. And that's what I will end with. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and DM your questions or content suggestions there. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed, Nailed it. it.